0: Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, The Ria Read. And this is your host, Ria Khandelwal. So for today's Saturday podcast, I have someone really, really special who has just started her writing career. And yeah, I think we should listen to from her first, then I would say it. So let's welcome Jillian Rose. Hi, Jillian.
1: Hi, Ria, how are you? I'm great, I'm great, how are you? I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for having me. This is totally making my Friday afternoon so special. This is a pleasure, Jillian. So please tell us more about you and the kind of person you are. Sure. Um, So to sum it up, I'm definitely equal parts dad jokes and sarcasm. Um, That's me as my personality in a nutshell. Uh, As far as my background, um, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. If you guys have ever watched The Office, the American version, I live outside Scranton. I, uh, I went to college at the University of Pittsburgh where I studied international business. I lived in Tel Aviv afterwards for about a year and a half and lived in Los Angeles for about five years and I just came back to Pennsylvania due to COVID. Um, I have absolutely zero writing alco- accolades um, it is just something that I have fallen into over the past, let's see, 15 years and just absolutely love. Is is that sufficient to answer? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: wonderful. We are, we are so much grateful to have you with us today. <laughs>
1: Thank you. So
0: um, your book, Don't Kiss and Sell, am I right? yes yeah yeah. so it has got this amazing tagline which really really attract people so please tell us more about it or you where you got the inspiration from
1: because you know the title so please tell us the inspiration yeah sure thank you so here's the thing is i've always wanted to write a novel and this urge basically started when i was in college maybe around senior year and i but I never knew what to write about. I would start to write a few pages of just te- text and then just throw it into the Google and it would just never go anywhere. Um, when I was about starting at 25 uh, for about two years, I actually sold life insurance. And even though that sounds extremely boring, it was literally one of the most wild experiences I've ever had. And keep in mind, I've also lived in the Middle East. So, uh, after I decided to leave that position, I realized you have your book. So what I did is I, I didn't want to write a nonfiction memoir or something. I've always wanted to write fiction. No. What I did is I created a character and I named her Jaden. Um, and she's in a high pressure sales job. So basically the book is, um, it's similar in the sense if you think of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, the movie, uh, but there's just yeah. no hookers and there was no hookers and blow at 8 a.m. That was what my culture was like. So basically, uh, the the book just takes um, you is just Jaden's journey um, throughout her experience in the high pressure sales job um, as she combats. Uh, substance abuse, um, eating issues, and of course a romance with someone she should never have a romance with, her boss. My God.
0: <laughs> okay. So is that is this somewhere related to your
1: life? Yes. Yeah. So what I did is the premise of the novel is is what i experience is literally what i experienced but in order to make it fiction i really exaggerated certain parts of the novel to you know obviously create more drama and appeal and i added um i created characters that literally do not exist in my real life um for example there's a love interest uh a a character named alex who Jaden starts out hating, (laughs) and then their uh, dynamic changes. But this Alex character is not in my life at all, or never was.
0: (laughs) So I think uh, girls like us, of the age group like us, can relate to it pretty well, right?
1: Yes, yeah, Yeah. it's definitely definitely for millennials. Exactly, because uh, this is something which we all go
0: through somewhere or the other, right? You know, the love part, the life part, working
1: part, don't you think? Oh, definitely. You know, for for women that are, you know, at the beginning-ish stage of their careers and they're still figuring out how to, you know, climb that corporate ladder, if they want to climb that corporate ladder, it's a very, very relatable novel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I find it really, really relatable. So um, what about your upcoming book? What is it about?
1: Oh, okay. So I actually have two upcoming projects that I'm working on. Oh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, so So the first thing I'm doing is I'm working on a second novel, which has absolutely nothing to do with Don't Kiss and Sell. It has the working title of West of the 405 and the reason for that title is because it is based in Los Angeles and the 405 is a very large highway that divides the city and geographically the novel takes place west of the 405. Um, as far as the feel of the novel, it's a cross between Sex and the City and Entourage. It does center around four women who live in Los Angeles and the story actually also incorporates um the tale of a single dad and a particular journey he's on and the way i set up the story is you see part the story flip-flops from his perspective to the women's perspective and then they end up he ends up crossing paths so it's with one of the four characters her name is sierra oh uh, yeah that
0: just sounds so interesting so is that something you have seen or you know I have met various people who are writing books or who are into writing so is there something like some people take their inspiration from the people from the nature they take a certain thing so is there anything with you which makes you inspired that yes I want to be like that person or like that from like any book
1: is there anything like inspiration Oh yes! Uh, now, as far as specific writers, I uh-huh. oh my gosh, like hands. There's a lot of living writers that I love, but um, unfortunately, she passed away. Jackie Collins is like my idol. She wrote um, a ton of novels that are based on Hollywood scandals and murder and love and just they're so captivating and engaging and they're it, they could be a five it could be a 500 page book and you literally can't put it down um i mean i wanted to write before i became familiar with her work but um she's just someone that i like i want to be the next jackie collins i want readers to pick up my book and then just become completely lost in the real, from the real world. I want them to just delve into the characters' lives and forget whatever, am I a lot of curse? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just want them to forget whatever bullshit they're going through. Uh, so what got me into writing is that I've just always found reading to be an escape. And um, I noticed in a, at a younger age, oh, sorry, I was getting a phone call. Um, what... So I'm sorry, what got me into, what got me into writing is I noticed through middle school and high school, whenever we got writing assignments and the rest of the class would be like, oh man, this sucks. I secretly was enjoying it. I enjoyed the process. And then in college, I was always helping my friends writing papers. And then I just, I just started writing creatively. It just, it just, like came from me and I just I loved like manipulating the words and you know having my friends read and I would I started to get a reaction from people they would laugh they would you know they would feel something and it's yeah. like it's, it's kind of a high <laughs> you, you thought you people know. are actually
0: reacting to what you're saying right this this got you something and and if I'm not wrong then Jack Jackie Collins are the one is the one who wrote poor little bitch girl I guess Yes, You're right. Oh my God, she is amazing. Yes, right, she, right. Um, she yeah, she is. is oh my oh, God. God, I
1: love her. I, I literally <laughs> See, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. not even kidding you. She no, is she's, incredible. She's, she's incredible. Like exactly, but, she is. I wrote. Yeah. I read her
0: books like the ones, Lady Boss, The Sturd. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. She is
1: amazing. Women who write such amazing things she what? writes. she writes such strong true. fascinating characters. True, and true, true. You, Oh I just I can't get it. I just couldn't.
0: I think I've Yeah you just dive into her writing, you no, know, you just somewhere relate to it and you are like, oh my gosh shit, what happened?
1: Well the problem my problem and here's another thing is I've read every single one of her books. So I I'm like, god damn it. I there's no more Jackie Collins of me to read and there never will be because the the woman passed so now it's my turn to carry the torch I've just decided it's divine
0: you you must you must like seriously more power to you on this because she is the lady who deserves this trust me if you will write something even even somewhere related to what she wrote then trust me you are going to get a lot of ways trust me seriously (laughs) she's amazing (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I love her. I love her style. I, 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 I just, I can't say enough. I just, I could talk about it. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now, let's, let's become a little tricky and get into your life. So, um, what if you are given a chance to
1: choose between making
0: a career or falling in love? What would you choose?
1: Okay, so which of these choices comes with more money? Oh my God, that is clever. Um, I honestly, I, you know, and that's a very good question between choosing a career and love. Um, I think I get more out of writing than I do out of love because I can control my writing. I, it's it's me it's what it's how i identify myself love is external and people and love can come and go but the writing's gonna stay eternal that's gonna that's gonna stay here even when i leave this earth my loved one.
0: Oh my god that 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 is really such an amazing thing true like this is something which will remain forever even if we are gone as a person there is exactly something, yeah so that people can at least remember you Right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And like no one's gonna care about my stupid love story with Joe Schmo, the financial advisor or something.
0: True true. So what what would you like to say to the listeners whose loved ones get into drugs influence and you know who can't get over it? Because this is somewhere related to your book, Don't Kiss and Sell, right?
1: Yeah. So that's also a really, really, really good question. What yeah basically the deal is as a loved one for someone who's watching someone go through addiction you can't do the work they have to want to get better um it's that's the only way they're ever going to get better if they don't really want it badly they're never going to get clean um and i know this i i've i've been in both seats i've been the person who was struggling and for example in high school um when i was 17 a senior i developed anorexia and i i had to be sent to an inpatient care um facility for 30 days where they basically just force feed you food and make you go to therapy all day and it's been um it's that's been a very difficult battle because you can you can and i'm not downplaying drug addiction but you can quit drugs you can't quit food so it's you have to learn how to have a, a more healthy relationship with food and that's something that's taken me years to do it's it's not uh, that's definitely not a 30-day fix um, we're trying to
0: say that it is something which comes from your inside right it's not yes. that someone can force you to do something or if I'm telling you, please leave this. So you leave the drugs. You won't. Until and unless you yourself say it from your inside
1: gut. Right? Yes. Unless I act, I have to be, say I was addicted to, God forbid to heroin or something. Mm-hmm. I need to leave it. You know what I mean? If someone goes and takes it away from me, I can just go and get more, you know, but, but, I need to be the one. You will find your way somewhere or the other, right? If you want to.
0: Yes. I understand. Mm -hmm. I understand this thing that uh, when it comes to drugs or any other habit, which is something, you know, intoxifying yourself or toxic to your health. So I think this is something you get from your inside only. But still, I feel like there is something which friends and family can do to support
1: you in this. I think... um even though the, here's the thing, I think loved ones feel a lot of anger towards the person who's struggling with the addiction because they are, it's, they're watching that person ruin their life. But at the end of the day, if you approach that person from a place of anger, you're not going to be effective. I, I, I don't think so. I think the only way that you could have any positive impact is just to be, supportive, not in the sense of saying, hey, here's money to go buy drugs, but in the sense of saying, you know, I know you're struggling. What can, ask them, what can I do to help you? You know what I mean? Take put, It's take, about treating them. rightly,
0: not just, you know, inferioritying them from everyone or just treat them right, treat them good and do good to them. Do not be harsh or do not be rude or do not try to isolate them, right? It's just what yes. we can do with the people?
1: Yes. And I definitely recommend... I mean, I know there's so many resources. Um, you know, there... I mean, obviously, for example, there's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, there's Overeaters Anonymous, and I then there's there also... Are, some, there yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely think it's something that requires professional help. I know if I didn't have professional help al- along my journey of having an eating disorder, there is no way i would be healthy it just i i just don't believe that i would be where i am if i didn't have professional help
0: true true so um since we already talked about the girls of our age and the people who are diving into the career right now so Mm. what would you like to say to the girls who you know worked hard towards making their career but you know still got distracted by various means and we know that we have got ample of them outside so how would you like to say to them to save themselves and still focus on the
1: career? So this is definitely a struggle, I think also for especially for millennial women because there's so many more distractions being thrown at, at our generations. Um, our mothers, didn't have social media for example there was no so exactly, exactly you know there there was just a lot less noise in the world so I think this I think what you're describing really happens to all women now um is in terms of being distracted from your careers you know by out some sort of outside force and that's just going to be life life's always going to throw us curveballs, whether it's in your professional or personal life or financial life. Um, and I think the only way that you can try to stay on track is there's just two elements. You need to have a strong why, and you need to be very focused. Um, as far as a, a why you need to have a bigger reason than yourself to achieve a goal. And you've just got to keep your eye on the prize in in terms of focus, um, for example, I, my wife for writing is not something that has to do with me. It's because mm-hmm. I want to affect people. I want to affect their emotions and got, take them on a journey. It's the writing, I might be doing the writing, but it's not about me. It's a bigger purpose. Um, there you know and as far as staying focused you can write you could take the post-it notes and slam it on your bathroom mirror what your goal is um you can write down your goal every day and as i'm speaking this is also advice uh that i should take myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i think dedication and running after that thing to make us make yourself a successful person is what you suggest right
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm not sitting here saying that this is me and I'm doing this all the time. I get, I have distractions that come into my life. And, you know, I, for example, when I was working on don't kiss and sell, I moved to Los Angeles after I finished the rough draft. I didn't take, I was very not focused on it because there was something else that was very important in my life. I had to focus on moving and making friends and starting, um, you know, a professional career. But then I, but then when I committed to going back to the book, I, I lasered in and I got it done.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I know that it is easier said than done, but, but you know, a good, good type of words, which are said into can might help some people or might help them to instigate towards something they want to achieve.
1: Yes, uh-huh. I, I total, I totally agree with you.
0: So, lastly, what do you think about the changes you can br- bring through your books in your readers' life?
1: So, I really like to write about difficult. Um, to discuss topics as we've gone over, such as addiction and eating disorders. Um, These are obviously very much discussed in Don't Kiss and Sell. But what I like to do is, instead of discussing it in a very depressing and somber way, I really like to incorporate humor, which might seem kind of taboo or weird, but I just do it in a way that makes this conversation more relatable and less scary for people who aren't (laughs) familiar with these mental health issues. I think humor is a really, is, um, is a really good barrier breaker. Yeah. Being sarcastic is somewhere works to the people, right? Yeah. It just made, you know, it, and, and I'm not saying I have a very, I have a very, um, unique I guess you could say style of writing where I'm not I don't I know my writing isn't for everyone and I don't write to write for everyone but the people who I want the people who like my writing to really like it I I don't want to be I don't on Amazon, I don't wanna be a two and a half star. You know what I mean? I'd rather be, I, don't give me a two and a half star. I wanna be either a five star or like F that girl, zero. <laughs> if, you know, actually so you, don't leave you want don't give me that review. To,
0: yeah, so you don't want people to, you know, just say things for the air. You want someone to support you fully or just don't support you, right? Is that what yeah.
1: you mean? Yes, and, and because I'm going to discuss Difficult shit, you know. I'm in cool, my, cool. you know, in my next novel, um, for example, the um, west working title West of the Four Hundred Five. I'm going to discuss a lot of financial issues. Um, women, millennial women, we we are very closed off about our finances. It is very taboo to ask someone how much money do you make. No one, no one asks that. You know what no. I mean? No, but no. I but our financial our financial situations are a critical part of our health. So I want to talk about it. And if it makes you uncomfortable, all right, sorry, but I'll try to make you laugh along the way. <laughs> Otherwise you're happy to move ahead. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, it was amazing talking to you, Jillian. You're such oh, a you pleasure, so such much. a delight.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Ria. I was I really appreciate you having me on the show and i'm I'm so looking forward to working together again in the future.
0: Definitely. So guys, I link Julian's book in my Instagram page and also on my podcast. So don't forget I come with new podcasts every Tuesday and Saturday. Stay tuned, stay happy, stay healthy and bye- bye.